0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. I'm your host Gabriel Chartier, joined as always by my co-host Stephen Verville. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's a lovely weekend, save for was, the uh,
1: the, uh, for the smoke, smoke in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was like unbreathable yesterday. I was like, what is going on? I got up, I was like, holy hell.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. It, it was, was like pretty
1: torturous. bad. So, like sore throat within a couple minutes. I was like, holy hell. Like,
0: yeah, man, this uh, guy. We're not getting any rain.
1: No, the driest <laughs> of the driest. At any dry. point. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. But it's that time of the year, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. We got to deal with snow for yeah. seven months and then perfectly balanced. forest fires for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's well. It's
1: freezing or it's too hot.
0: Exactly. Shall we get into the news? Absolutely. All right. First one I have here is a live action. Miles Morales' story is in the works at Sony. I don't think this is shocking at all, considering how much of a success the uh, into the Spider-Verse movies have been, as well as the games. So
1: yeah, exactly. And it's about time they actually do a spin-off of like a Spider-Man project that is a character we want to see. Like I I don't think, you know, comparing this to like Craven, I'm sure a lot more people were excited about this than when Kraven the Hunter got announced. So it's, Hey,
0: hey, it's three nice. people are very excited for L. Oh, oh. I believe
1: it. <laughs> two of them are sony executives and the third one is uh aaron taylor johnson <laughs> yeah, but sakes. uh no uh this is exciting uh I, all for the last like three days i think on twitter a lot of people have just been like "Oh, who's gonna play miles and i was like you know i can't even think uh i don't want to get into debates because i think they're probably gonna nail the casting so i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah exactly i hope they cast some relatively unknown person in it because like
1: chris brad or something you know <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I not <joke with> <laughs> <that> on Twitter. <laughs> like, you no, know, it's just funny because he's casting everything for some reason. So I thought, oh that, god, that you, know, you
0: know what it is? He's a very good voice actor. So he is.
1: He's a very good voice That's actor. That's why like, he gets cast in all those animated movies. He's a, he's a star too. Like he brings people into films. So it's it's not the it's not shocking at all. I, I've seen a lot of Stranger Things. That I forgot what the guy's name is in Stranger Things, but you know the the guy from stranger probably Things.
0: too old at this point like that's what i'm thinking like it you, you depends know. on when they, they want to make this movie How right? Old and, is Miles, right yeah so. and like will this movie be a part of the mcu or that's that's the question yeah.
1: uh because uh, yeah that is the question
0: so we'll find out soon hopefully and
1: uh i'm just happy this is happening
0: for sure for sure and to to add to that apparently a spider woman film is uh in development still at sony um now i don't know if this has anything to do with the supposed movie that was supposed to be directed by uh olivia jeez i forgot her name i have no idea um uh, bu- bu- let me google it for sure <laughs> uh, i did see some people talking about this
1: film though on twitter and i think some people think it's going to be a spider gwen movie olivia wild
0: oh olivia wild okay um so she was at- attached to be a the director of a spider woman movie at some point um supposed to be maybe in the mcu like no one knew but like when she <laughs> talked about the announcement like she posted about it on instagram she like tagged kevin feige in it so oh people that's we're a... like oh maybe My... it's in the mcu yeah but we've literally heard nothing about it since and i think this movie um will be with spider gwen whereas the other yeah. one was supposed to be with just yeah, yeah.
1: I wouldn't mind Mayday Parker, too, if they wanted to go that way. But, like, okay. it's really tough to pick which spider one. I think Spider-Gwen's the one that's going to bring you the most uh, mainstream viewership, though. For As sure. I think, I think you'd go with Spider-Gwen.
0: Yeah, Gwen is a very <laughs> popular name and oh, popular absolutely. character. Get so. them a stone
1: to do it, too, if they wanted, to be honest. That would honestly be free money. I know they should. I don't think they should, but if they wanted to, they could. And, like I said, that'd be free money. People would be so happy to see yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they should probably cast someone younger. But, yeah but I'm talking, but,
1: if this is like if this is a one-off like a Sony yeah. one-off then maybe do it uh, in a stone but if they want to make like the, especially if they want to cross over this spider gwen or spider woman uh, with uh miles of spider-man yeah you might want to pick somebody similar aged it's, okay. it depends where they're going with that right so we'll we'll see again on that one no just, for sure like will it be
0: some shared universe thing or will it be like a thorough universe nothing. so they didn't know. really give us details right we we don't really know exactly we'll find out exactly uh, next one I have here is uh Thomas Kail, who directed Hamilton, if I'm not mistaken, to direct uh the live action Moana remake. So yeah, cool. I mean, I'm. We'll see. Really uh, enjoyed. Really enjoyed Hamilton. Like it's one of my favorite things that I think I've good. watched ever. So
1: and Moana's a good movie. So it's maybe it'll end up being really good. I, I this kind of gives me a little bit of nerves. Like I, I don't know how I feel <laughs> about this. this yeah, remake.
0: I think we we gave our thoughts last time. When, yes. When,
1: it was uh, like maybe a I month about or two the ago. Announcement, but... we, 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 I think we both would have preferred a sequel. But, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: like, exactly. That's what's a little weird. Exactly. Um, Nico Parker and Mason Thames have been cast as the leads in the How to Train Your Dragon live-action remake. I'm um, not That's sure if you're what, familiar I'm, with you know, any of those two actors.
1: I'm not, actually. I'm familiar with, with How to Train Your Dragon, however. Are these actors that you, would, uh, that you know and would, would give a, a thumbs up
0: to, or...? I believe Mason is a fairly a newcomer. He was in Black Phone, if I'm not mistaken, a horror film uh, okay. that came out either last year or the year prior. Um, and Nico Parker played uh, Joel's daughter in the Last of Us
1: TV show. Okay, scene. so Peter's um, sister, Peter what? Parker. Peter no. <laughs> I tell by the silence I was like he doesn't
0: <laughs> I just got it her last name is Parker. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, god no but she's a, she's a really good actress so good. Um the only thing is like like I've already seen the racist comments come out so it's like Racist? Yeah, well she's a person of color so uh, They're mad about that? Um I guess so, I don't know. If, or they're for- like they're like they're making the comments like it's I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's no, so stupid. I it's it's like, just sad. It's just sad that, yeah. that that's the first thing that comes to their mind. It's just... Yeah, people are... Ridiculous. Honestly.
1: I think this one's going to be a lot... Like, I'm more excited for this than the Moana live action. Though I'll be, I'll be honest. For yeah, no, of... this
0: one's like dragons. Like, this sounds really cool. It sounds
1: great. And the, those movies are good. And at least they have a universe. Like, it's not just, oh, they did one movie and now it's time for a live action. It's like, they have, I think, what, four of those movies now? So, yeah, three know, or four. Like, they can I, make...
0: I, I, so, they can make, like... They have room to do a lot more. Oh, if absolutely, they want to.
1: expand the universe live action. That's fine for this one at least. I, I like when we get sequels first before remakes.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, next one I have here is Martin Scorsese will apparently make a movie about Jesus. He spoke to the Pope, and he's now wants to make a movie about Jesus.
1: Interesting. So, is this about Jesus like I don't know if there's details but like I'm wondering now, is this about Jesus's life? Is this going to be fiction? Is this going to be like a I'm retelling not, of the story from Yeah, the I'm not
0: I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you. Um but the uh, Leo <laughs> well, DiCaprio is cast in every Martin Scorsese movie, so Yeah, yeah he um, Judas. We already know who's going to play <laughs> Judas. <laughs> <laughs> he might play Jesus?
1: Um that's that's all <laughs> i saw that on twitter too
0: <laughs> oh my god lol but uh but yeah no i mean he, he makes a bunch of he like he makes really good movies and uh, oh he does it's I, I don't know about this one
1: yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of these jesus movies like pa- the passion of the christ was such a such a tough <laughs> watch depends what story they try to tell right it does right it does but you yeah. know like you said he makes good movies and i if leo is in there you know should be good well
0: we'll see for sure uh speaking of his movies we're a little bit late to this one but uh they released a trailer to killers of the flower moon um what are your thoughts on that
1: Yeah, I, had, I hadn't heard about this movie until you told me to check out the trailer and it looks great uh, it looks tense dark uh, high stakes and what a cast like uh, uh from the few that i did see that i recognize you know brendan Fraser is in there you got uh, uh leo as we just mentioned and then uh and then De Niro, too. Like What What yeah, a cast. De Niro.
0: Jesse Plemons is also in this. I mean, just stack right. cast. And uh, um, it's based on a true story. I'm not too certain what the story is or anything. Yeah, so based off a book about a true story. So they wrote a book about it, and now they're, he's making a movie. Okay. Based off that book uh, about that true story, as you're saying. Um, It's about, um like, in the 1920s. And it's the members of an Osage uh, Native American tribe in Osage County, Oklahoma. And they're like, essentially they're murdered by people after oil is found on their land. And the FBI decides to investigate. I see. Um, so they're, they're essentially like per county, like the richest people in Oklahoma, I guess, because they own that land. Yeah. And then white people come in and do white people stuff. Do their thing. Yeah.
1: No, uh, it looks great. Uh, I actually think this is going to be interesting. I am assuming you you liked the trailer cuz you you recommended it to me so.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it looks really interesting. It looks really good. Like as you said, like very tense and like the the sound design in that trailer just sounded yeah. like so cool. The way like it kept getting faster it just sounded like a train was chugging. So That's how you make a good trailer. Um yeah, no. So really it looks really Not intense much. and then the the re-saying of the line, can you find the wolves in this picture and then it's just everyone sitting in a room like that's
1: it's eerie for like there's something about it It,
0: it, they did the trailer perfectly
1: because it leaves you asking questions and that's what you want because now we people want to go see it rather than you know
0: see the whole movie in a two-minute trailer (laughs) no for sure for sure um moving on to the next uh bit of news Uh, i'm not sure if you're aware about this witcher spinoff but uh Dolph lundgren has been cast in the i'm not sure they've titled it but it's, it's either called rats or the rats or Maybe they'll give it another name at this point, but uh, I'm not sure they've announced it yet. So I've um, not even heard of this spinoff. Um, but do you know about the characters of, like the rats in the books no, or whatever? It, is
1: it supposed to be like beggars of some sort
0: or yeah, they're like outlaws or something like that? Um, so it's a group that we're going to be introduced to in uh Witcher season three.
1: Interesting. Okay, good. And then Dolph's going to be in it, and I like Dolph as an actor, so you know, that's kind of
0: good news. Yeah, so he this show is supposed to be set between season three and season four or whatever. I'm not sure if it'll act as a prequel or as a in between but, uh, I have but no idea. It, it will release in between season three. And At season least it's going to be relevant to the actual main line
1: series uh, <laughs> yeah. this time around. <laughs> I,
0: I just hope it's better than the other one they did. There. We
1: don't need these so that's why I'm, I'm kind of like oh you know like I don't think we need all these Witcher spinoffs. Just keep making Witcher's season one, two, five whatever all you know like just keep going through the mainline show. We don't need spinoffs
0: in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean not for this at least. Uh, as long they, as they make it good. That that's my one thing. Like like the one they made blood orange origin uh terrible was not very good. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. If this is good then I why would I complain? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So but you know and, right
0: now who knows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they make the spin-off like in between season 3 and 4, it could mean more and it could like it'll have more meaning to it than if it were like a a, a prequel. Um Oh, exactly.
1: No, right. I, I agree with that. So we'll, this is actually, you know, I'll give this a chance.
0: Kind of good. Yeah. News, so they're filming right now. So let's see. Uh, let's see what happens and let's see what we think of uh, this group of characters when we obviously get introduced. Yeah, like, exactly. Season Because so. I'm not familiar with them yet. So right. I, I got to exactly. look who they are. Um, And this last bit of news, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson returning as Luke Hobbs. In a new Fast and Furious movie set between Fast X Part One and pa- Part Two, um, this is not a Hobbs and Shaw like uh, sequel.
1: Yeah, I heard it's, this. Was, I also heard movie. that. I also heard that Dwayne and and Vin uh, squashed the beef, and I, apparently, The Rock is uh, fully willing to be in in Fast
0: X Part Two. From what I from what I heard. Yeah. So, uh, do you care for spoilers about Fast X? Is it about deaths or? No. Okay, that,
1: go for it then. Uh, obviously, it's a spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't seen yes, it. Yes,
0: spoiler warning for Fast X. Uh, he shows up in this movie as a uh, as a like a cameo, in the film or in like a post credit scene. In, or something? in the film, I don't know. I don't wow. believe it might be a post credit scene, but it, like it's towards the end of the movie. So
1: they they did basically just tease him for part two then. Yeah, exactly. And I've been meaning to rewatch these movies. I think I'm gonna start in the next couple of days. I think I'm gonna go back through and watch them all, and then by the time. I'm finished facts. The X will probably be on like Netflix or something. Cause like, this is a, actually, I really like this franchise. So, and uh, the fact that yeah, the rocks character of Haw, Luke Hobbs is going to be back in the mainline films. It's kind of exciting. And uh, I'm glad they squashed the beef. I think celebrity beef, like that's silly, especially when they're both in literally this, and they're both feasting off of these, this, you know, off of these characters. Cause like fast five, was where we first met the Rock's character uh, of Hobbs, and I, I love that movie. So- and that's
0: where the, I think I think it is also my favorite movie of the franchise. Um But that's really where the franchise kind of skyrocketed when he, when that movie.
1: Happened. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's so, that's where it changed. I think that that's the film where people are like, where did it all go wrong? I think it's because that movie kind of took it up up a notch. So I think that the directors stuff thought, you know, let's take it up a notch. But overall, like, I think this is great news. Like, you know, I know a lot of people are are very judgmental when it comes to, to the Rock's uh, acting abilities. But I really like him as Hobbs. He, it's, it's him being himself. Uh, you know, I, I think that's the best role for him is when he's himself. Mm-hmm. And
0: he's literally the definition of like a popcorn character. <laughs>
1: He really is like, he's just a big, strong, like, you know, eye candy guy who can pick up a truck, you know, like silly stuff, silly stuff, but like, no, it's it's perfect for the fast movies. Like they do not care about physics in the slightest. So, you know, I don't know if I wanted, like, I know the initial news here is that there's going to be another movie just about him. I don't think I needed that. I think the, the news I'm more happy about is that he's back to the fast and furious in general. So, you know, I'm gonna give it a chance because I know I think Hobbs and Shaw is pretty pretty well done
0: yeah uh, it's it's it was surprisingly like it was a surprise for me it was pretty good like it was entertaining so, and
1: it didn't look good so that's why I'm like okay so I'll, I'll give it a shot like this is a, I like this universe I like fast cars you know I, I like I like popcorn action so you know we'll see what happens
0: yeah sometimes you just need to you thought shut off your brain and go watch a movie.
1: Yeah, like who cares if it doesn't make sense? Jason Momoa is wearing a lavender shirt to piss off his mom. Let him wear a lavender shirt to piss off his mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what so, that? Yeah, uh, so that does it for our news. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up?
1: Uh, not really. I'm sure there's a little bit more we'll get into next week regarding Spider-Man stuff. But, you know, some of that doesn't have to necessarily do. We haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse yet, so it makes it a little more difficult to
0: discuss. No, exactly. I'm excited to go see it tomorrow. Hell yeah. Um. All right. So now we're gonna go into a few reviews. So, so we've had multiple shows end over the past few weeks. Um. And I've made a review for uh, for three of them. Um. I've obviously in last week's episode did a review for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um. Go check that out if you haven't uh, heard it yet. Um. And uh, today I'll be doing Barry, Ted Lasso, and Succession. Um. So this is a spoiler warning. <laughs> Um, I will be discussing spoilers so if you haven't seen these shows or don't want them to be spoiled for you then uh, go watch them and come back but uh, if one you've seen them and want to listen to it or one you don't care about spoilers then feel free. So, you you just to give a bit of context here, Stephen, you haven't seen any of these shows, correct? Not
1: a minute of any. Well, I've seen it. Okay. When I say not a minute, I've seen you've shown me a couple of clips from these shows. Yes. Besides, <laughs> that. besides those minimal clips. So, I would say maybe a total of seven minutes of between all three shows I've seen. So, I'm kind <laughs> of an expert. <laughs> yes, expert, Stephen. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, this is more for almost as much for my benefit as uh, anybody else's. So, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing about them.
0: Yeah, I hope I can convince uh, at least one person to <laughs> to watch these shows. Um, yeah. So to start off with uh, my Barry review. So Barry ends its TV run in bold fashion. Um, so I'll give a bit of context into like how season three ended uh, and all that. So, um, so when season three ended, a lot of people called it like the best possible ending for the story. And many people questioned coming back for a fourth season. Um, essentially, season three ended with. Uh, Gene tricking slash trapping Barry and getting him arrested, and Barry essentially finally facing the consequences of his actions. So, a lot of people felt like that was kind of the perfect ending for the show and that the show should kind of end there. But uh, obviously, they decided to do a fourth season. So, this season begins with uh, Barry and Fuchs in prison, um, with Sally in a very dark place. Uh, essentially feeling that her career is going nowhere as essentially her career is going nowhere. Um, Noho Hank makes a, a life choice that essentially seals the fate for his partner, Cristobal. Um, and Gene's ego is just leading him to make terrible decisions as always. Um, that's essentially like that guy's character. He's just makes terrible decision after terrible decision. Um The season takes a real turn when uh, Barry escapes from prison. Um, So essentially, Noho Hank sends a bunch of killers out to uh, that prison to kill Barry. And Barry somehow escapes that and then takes that shot because everyone is essentially dead, all the guards included, um, and escapes from prison. Um, And then we essentially get Barry who goes and finds Sally. Um, She's obviously in a dark place, as I mentioned, and she just accepts to go with him elsewhere. And then, boom, we cut to black, and there's like an eight to 10-year time jump. When we see him again, um, he's essentially living in the middle of nowhere, hiding, (laughs) raising his son, John, with Sally. Uh, Sally is a bread earner at this point and is the only person who... uh, rightfully so the only person who's allowed to go out and not get caught but uh, she's essentially out there uh, working in a diner and <laughs> bringing in all the money she's essentially like she's in such a dark place at this point like i know i've said dark like eight times at this point but oh it's very it's dark <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so she's like essentially like just going through the motions every day um we cut to Noho. Noho is living in complete denial of who is responsible for Cristobal's death uh, while continuing to run a successful uh, mobster business. Um, Fugue's sentence uh, is done as we begin uh, after the, uh, the time jump. And he strikes a deal to work with Noho again. And Gene, um, who was on edge, essentially, when he found out that Barry had escaped from prison, um, finally comes out of hiding because he wants to insert himself in the story. Uh, Warner brothers has essentially decided to, they want to make a movie based on Barry's story. And he wants to insert himself into that story. A man's ego will do incredible things. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So this, that story of Gene coming out of hiding and, wanting to help out make that movie mm-hmm. uh, essentially leads to the last plot point of the show um, so uh, Barry finds out about that he heads back to LA to go kill Gene once and for all be done with it um, leaving Sally behind to take care of John um, Sally being in an incredible bad st- mentally, um, eventually just leaves and follows Barry to LA she gets kidnapped by NoHo Hank. <laughs> After a fallout with Fuchs, NoHo essentially tells Fuchs that he has Sally and Barry's son. Um, he'll give he'll give them to him if he calls off his men. Um, this essentially leads to like a very large shootout uh, with everybody dying, excluding for Sally, John, and Fuchs, who jumped on John as the shootout was ongoing. Gene, being the idiot he is is now somehow considered the number one suspect in the murders that Barry was charged with. So his ego essentially got him to a place where this man was completely innocent, who who, had, who <laughs> his girlfriend had died at the hands of Barry, and now because he's inserted himself everywhere, he's now the number one suspect in that murder. <laughs> Life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Um, and as Sally, John, and Barry are, are reunited at the end of that shootout, um, Sally tells Barry that Gene is going to go to jail for the crimes he committed and that he should turn himself in. And Barry, <laughs> just hilarious line. He's like, I don't think God would want me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show you the kind of psychopath this guy is. No kidding. Um, and essentially, Sally, Sally makes her choice to uh, to run away overnight. And when Barry wakes up, Sally and John are gone. Um, That prompts him to go to Gene's house uh, where Gene being completely on edge just kills him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) The show ends with a little bit of a time jump where we see Sally. She's now a successful drama teacher at a high school with an aged up John there with her. Uh, John asks Sally if uh, he can go over to a friend's house and that night at his friend's house, they watch the movie that was made about Barry's life story, essentially. Mm-hmm. um, And we see at the end of the movie that Gene is essentially portrayed as the villain and Barry is remembered as a soldier who was manipulated by Gene and died with full honors. Jesus. Cut the black. Wow. That's yeah. not the
1: ending I expected.
0: No <laughs> yeah, so that's uh I think the way I described the show to you the most was like it's a dark comedy, right? yeah, that's basically the vibe I was getting yeah. There are like extremely dark moments, but there's they're so fucking ridiculous that you can't help but laugh about a, a lot of that shit. So I don't know. it's just it's hard to explain, but it's it's just such a like cool show unique and, concept and eh? it's a it's a very unique concept. Um, now, this season tried to do a lot of new things, uh, mostly playing with a lot of horror elements, um, especially with some scenes uh, post pl- post flashback with uh, Sally and their, uh, her mental state. Essentially, that half an episode about where Sally was alone, kind of taking care of John at the house while Barry left to go to L.A., um, there's a whole horror sequence in there where she's being followed by someone like in a full black suit. And yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, and right before she gets kidnapped, she goes up to a cop. And the, as she's trying to explain that she's in trouble, the, co- like the cop's eye starts bleeding. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So while I'm not a big horror fan, I thought it was like really well done. And considering how dark the plot of this show really is, like I thought it fit in, it fit in pretty well. So um, considering all that, like, yeah i thought it was it was done well nice change um, of tone, I guess. Eh? exactly exactly and it like it, like this show probably got darker as the seasons went on right so um what you gonna do yeah. um so i don't think this was the best season of barry like i would echo that like what most people say and that's that like season three is probably the best one um that said like this season still had like It's Phil a great comedic and ridiculous moments and was pretty enjoyable. Um, Season three was always going to be really hard to beat, as I said previously. So Um, this show at its core is a show about a soldier, uh, Barry, struggling to adjust to life post-war. Continues to do the thing he's really good at when he gets back home, which is killing people as a job. Um, And once he has a passion, once he finds his passion... He wants to follow it, wants to exit the contracting business. Uh, he essentially gets manipulated by a family friend, Fuchs, uh, who keeps a stranglehold on him until he gets to a point where he's essentially trying to live two lives. Um, so, like, obviously the business, uh, the the life of him trying to be an actor and then while still killing people on the side um and essentially every day he is digging a hole and it's just it gets to the point where it's 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 too large to dig himself out of it at that point um he ends up hurting people he never really wanted to hurt in gene sally and much more and like he never wanted to hurt them in the first place and all that trauma essentially leads to the unraveling of his true self uh, a killing machine um, one that Noho Hank and Fuchs took full advantage of for three seasons before it broke him and turned the unleash uh, essentially unleashed the psychopath within him. I think this goes without saying, but like the acting in this show is just like mind blowing. Like you watch some certain scenes and it's just like it's incredible to watch at points. Like it's it's unbelievable. Um, Bill Hader, Sarah Goldberg, Anthony Kerrigan. Henry Winkler and Stephen Root and much much more I absolutely crush it um the direction and writing by uh, Bill Hader and Alec Berg is just so well done um some of my favorite moments of the show have been uh i'm going to enumerate a few of them there here uh, there's a there's a really funny highway chase scene uh in the last season um there's one episode where essentially there's like a they had I, I can't even explain it like he, he gets assigned to go kill like some karate master or something and his little girl is like also a karate karate master oh god <laughs> and she's like running away the whole time and keeps popping it's so fucking funny man. uh I can't even explain it
1: yeah it's one of those scenes
0: um, yeah and there's a whole scene where we see a mob hit from a roof top As like cops are coming in the busted drug operation. (laughs) And it's it's again, it's ridiculous. There's another scene where like Jane is getting chased by like a thousand dogs. Again, hilarious. And uh, anyways, like all as hilarious as that bomb scene I showed you. Oh, yeah, which was absolutely hilarious. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's outrageous almost. (laughs) What's your password? Uh, Berkman goes boom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, It's it's silly, but but
1: that's why you like it, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, There's so many great scenes, but uh, those were some of my favorites. Uh, Not sure when we'll see another show like this again, but I'm obviously looking forward to seeing whatever Bill Hader chooses to do next. And uh, same goes for the rest of the actors. If you have not seen this show, I highly recommend it. Um, very enjoyable. And uh, it's all available for you to watch uh, right now. So
1: go for it. Nice. I'm actually surprised he he died at the end. Honestly, I, I haven't even watched the show and I was just like,
0: oh, he died. <laughs> like, I, I, were you expecting that? I think I was, but um, I guess I'm a little shocked in the way it happened. Yeah, um, the way that scene was shot, to be honest with you, um, it kind of felt like a gene was going to kill himself. Okay. And, when, then, and just... then we heard the gunshot and it wasn't pointing at like it. the camera wasn't exactly showing what had happened. And then all of a sudden we see like Barry's character like look to his chest and he's like, oh, <laughs> he got, he, then you see the bullet to the bullet wound. So um the way that the way that whole scene was done was very very good and uh, left you like on edge so
1: good yeah it sounds like a good show it's 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 you gotta have a very open from the sounds of it a very open-minded sense of humor to really enjoy it because i think some people who are a little more sensitive might not enjoy it as much uh just to like maybe some violence and, and some you know i would say toxic humor but like for, just from the one scene you showed me like it, it looks hilarious yeah, so I think this is probably a show for the people who just would like to have a good laugh, and uh, seems like there's a lot of drama in there too. So you know, sounds like Absolutely. a good one. And I like Bill Hader, so uh, this actually feels feels right up his alley. He always he always plays, you know, there's always just something like a very special quality to to the way he acts that I think uh, complements a show like this so well.
0: For sure, I agree. Um, he did a really good job, and uh, I'm I'm not sure if this was his first time directing and like writing and that stuff, but like absolutely crushed it like so well done so well Hope done so bravo monsieur bravo anything else to say about that no that's uh it sounds pretty good to me
1: and um i'm looking forward to the next two reviews you got for me
0: all right so we're gonna take a quick break and then when we return we will be back with our ted lasso and succession reviews and we are back with our tv show reviews are you ready Steven?
1: I am. Which one are you going to hit me with next?
0: All right. We're going with Ted Lasso next. So, this was a really, really fun show. Um, So, uh, the feel good comedy about an American football coach going to England to coach a football club has concluded um, essentially the story of Ted Lasso. Um, So, I guess let me just reiterate here spoiler warning for uh, Ted Lasso. So this, uh, this season saw some pretty good storylines, um, including Roy Kent's rise to eventually becoming uh, Ted's successor as head coach. Um, we saw Keely's struggles uh, with uh, building up her marketing company. Um, Jamie's growth as a leader and as a, as a player uh, on and off the field was really good. Um, we saw a coming out story uh, from one of the players on the team. Um, some good real like coverage of worldwide issues as well um there's a whole story about like a player from Nigeria um who was getting a sponsorship from a specific company, but then finds out that that company is like really taking advantage of the Nigerian government and like ruining the environment in Nigeria. And so like we see that whole thing uh, as he like pulls out of the sponsorship and, Um, does a whole thing to essentially fight back and try to take a stand uh, for his country. And we saw like a redemption storyline for uh, Nate, um, who turned to the dark side, we'll say, um, (laughs) at the end of season two. Um, And as always, this show does a really good job of uh, showing like the mental health part of sports, Um, talking about your feelings, uh, trying to solve issues and not essentially pushing them away or pushing them, you know, trying to hold them in or whatever. Like let's let's talk about our feelings instead. Um and this is a really this show really shows uh the benefits of doing that um through their storylines. So um another highlight for me was the bond that uh, Jamie and Roy began to have this season um which I guess is not an accurate statement, I guess it kind of started last season, but we really saw it flourish this season. We'll say um, it's pretty special to, to see considering they wanted to literally rip each other apart in season one when we first meet them. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, this show's plot is essentially based on the analogy that if you do good things and be a good person, uh, good things will happen to you and, and, part of the reason why the show is so good is you really see that um and that in the whole team and staff have essentially become a family um you could really tell they all truly care for each other and that's something that's pretty cool um as for the foot line, the football storylines this season uh Richmond is back in the Premier League um and everyone has essentially predicted they were going to finish last and get relegated again Um, while they are not the worst team halfway through the season, um, what they decide to do is pretty bold. Um, They essentially implement a new strategy. So, they change the way they're playing, like, halfway through the season, which is, like, completely unheard of. Um, And while they struggle at first, um, they essentially finish the season by, like, doing a run of, like, something like 17 straight wins. Um, And they don't win the premier league, but they finish second in the league and make it to the champions league. So, um, the season ends with Ted. Uh, he announces that after three seasons as manager, he's going to leave at the end of the season. This whole time he's been living in England being the head coach of Richmond and his son and ex-wife lives in Kansas. And so he obviously misses his family, um, and he essentially decides that that is more important to him than wanting to coach or be an extremely rich person because, <laughs> um, well, with, with what he just did, he'd be able to command quite the salary. Oh, for sure. Um, so the, the show and season ends uh, with essentially everyone still where they are, but with Ted uh, having left his mark on everyone and on the Richmond team and the city. So uh, pretty cool little concept and good way to wrap up a show called Ted Lasso. Um, While I do think this was probably the worst season of Ted Lasso, I still quite enjoyed it. Um, As mentioned above, there were a lot of really good storylines. I just think the show kind of never left enough breathing room for like most of their storylines. Um, it's it's unfortunate because like i don't think there were much adjustments needed to take this season from like fine good to to good great um but uh yeah it is what it is what you going to do um the first <laughs> season is so perfect that it 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 was always going to be hard to beat um and the second season while it has its downfalls um is still a very very enjoyable season so um, what are you going to do? They just never left enough breathing room for most of their storylines, and um, it's unfortunate. Uh, acting in the show is really good. Again, um, if you've ever seen a, sh- uh, a clip of this show, uh, Ted Lasso is such a silly character, um, and it takes someone like with a lot of, like, I want to say gravitas to, to play him well. Um, like Jason Sudeikis just does a phenomenal job. Um, Hannah Waddingham, uh, Brett Goldstein, uh, Juno Temple uh if you're if you're unfamiliar with the name Brett Goldstein he's the guy who played the uh Hercules in the post credit scene Oh okay yeah uh, Thor um so yeah that's that's that guy um Juno Temple Phil Dunster Brennan Hunt Nick Mohammed etc all are fantastic and as previously mentioned like this is just a, such a wholesome show it really comes through um as you're watching it like you feel the love between the cast um and i've truly enjoyed watching it over the past few years um curious to see what happens next year um if they choose to put it aside for a few years and then come back for season four or do they decide to let's say do a spin-off with a new lead or maybe they just leave it as is as well so uh either way curious to see what they decide to do in the future but uh while we had it truly an enjoyable show uh, were you satisfied with the ending overall or were you kind of just like left a little bit underwhelmed? Uh, no, I think it was a really solid finale. I think it maybe jumped quickly. Like things okay, yeah. kind of took a turn quickly. Cause he like um, the, the uh, penultimate episode ends with uh, uh, Ted saying like, I got a truth bomb for you. Be ready. And then it just kind of cuts there. I kind of think I know, like we know what he's about to say. But like they kind of like he just announced he's leaving, you know, in the last episode, essentially.
1: Yeah, so. they never let any of the storylines actually, you know, breathe, like you said earlier. Exactly.
0: Out. They just went from one storyline to the next, to the next, to the next. And it, it, it never felt like it it intertwined between episodes. And so yeah, that was kind of except for the coming out story. I thought that was really well done. Um, You kind of saw stages of it, but uh, but every other kind of storyline was kind of like cutting here or there i I just felt like they just like it just needed a bit more space to to breathe and it's not like it was done like like holy shit this is goddamn awful like no that's not what i'm saying it it just it underwhelmed you a little probably it it just could have been done better in my opinion so um that said like i said still very enjoyable and um curious to see where they go here yeah you expect a
1: spinoff or not even necessarily a spinoff but you know Like you said, potentially even a season four. Like, do you think that's going to happen? Or is that just, uh, is that just you just talking?
0: Yeah, no, I think it, I think it could work. Like a spinoff with, uh, like a different lead. I feel like that could work. Um,
1: but following the same club.
0: Yeah. So it, it depends what they would want to do, right? Like, do they want to bring Ted Lasso back? Um, if so, then you can easily call it, you know, Ted Lasso season four. Yes. Maybe, maybe what they do instead of, uh. Instead of like starting off right away, where they where they left off in this season, maybe they simply do like a five year time jump. You okay. know what I mean? That'd be kind of cool. And come back three years from now with a Ted Lasso season four, and then we're like you know maybe the team is struggling or whatever, and they say okay we need Ted back or something like that. Um, yeah, but but I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I would like that considering like there's been this whole, uh, as I previously mentioned, like Brett Goldstein's character um who took takes over as uh as head coach like he's had an arc this whole time you know what i mean it would kind of unwind all that story exactly like for him to become head coach and then for them to like you know come back let's say as i mentioned like a five-year time jump and say like shit we need ted back or whatever like i feel like that would kind of undo some of the storylines uh there but uh, yeah but yeah uh,
1: yeah, we'll see, I suppose. Uh I, I don't know if Jason today is 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 fed up. Not necessarily fed up, but you know what I mean. Like maybe he's willing to move on to new projects or uh maybe he would be willing to come back. We'll have to see in the
0: uh in the coming years. For sure. For sure. Um anything else you wanted to ask or comment on about that review
1: Uh no, I think I'm good. Uh and then we're gonna finish
0: off here with succession, correct? Succession, yes. Um one of the great again, I again I wanna reiterate here. Spoiler warning for succession. <laughs> we I will be discussing major spoilers for succession. If you don't want it ruined for you, I beg of you. Please. <laughs> All right. Um one of the greatest shows in HBO history has come to an end. Uh the Roy family drama about the succession of the Waystar Royco conglomerate after their father uh Logan Roy is over. Um the kids essentially i'll give you a bit of background here um kendall roman shiv and connor and their dad logan those are the main five characters uh of the uh four seasons um now there are only really three that are like really interested in the company uh and that is uh kendall roman and shiv uh connor is kind of to the side here and does his own thing. He has no interest in taking over the company. And um, I'm not sure his dad ever, as he explained many times, I'm not sure his dad ever loved him enough to give him that attention or that amount of uh, special treatment. So unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Um, so the way this season really played out was really interesting. Essentially, every episode kind of played out as like one day in the lives Post the outcome of season, the season three finale Um, in the season three finale, Logan essentially cut out his children and decided to sell the company to Matson, uh, who is the owner of a giant uh, tech company in Norway, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, the tech company is called Gojo Tom, who is Shiv's husband, betrayed her and sided with Logan essentially giving Logan the votes he needed to go around his children and approve the sell. Um, So to summarize, Logan did not believe that any of his kids could succeed him as CEO and would rather sell the company to an outsider than allow his children to take over. So this season essentially begins episode one with the kids trying to stick it back to their dad by outbidding him for an add-on asset that he wanted to add to the gojo deal in the second episode we essentially get a very very like intense scene where they they finally sit face to face with their dad and as they're discussing a bunch of shit right as logan's about to leave he essentially says i love you guys but you are not serious people interesting that hurts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> especially when it comes to a business, right? Like that must have, uh, and obviously, this is what what season is this
0: for? Season four, yeah,
1: yeah. So th- this has clearly been building for a while, I would assume. Or is this like was this a concept that got kicked in like mostly early in the season?
0: Like that they are not serious people.
1: Yeah, that he he does not have faith in them. Is that is that was that a new concept or was that something that they have been building on for three seasons?
0: No, that's something that you can like you can very much tell from like from the get go kind of thing. Okay. Um um, in the first season, um it's like he he has like a heart attack, Logan. Um and his kids kind of take over as CEO. And as soon as like as soon as Logan feels better, he's like he's like, you guys fucked up the company, blah blah blah, like immediately comes back as CEO and like is trying to rep like yeah, it's it's (laughs) very much like they, they are not serious people from the get go. Um, and like, as you can imagine, like, like these people are billionaire, um, they are very much Nepo children. Like (laughs) they are people who just are where they are because of who their father is. Like they did not do anything on their own at all at any point while growing up. Um, so you can really tell. So the season really takes a turn in episode three. Um, this is Connor's uh, wedding. Essentially, the episode is called Connor's wedding, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Logan, who is planning not to attend the wedding because he is uh, flying to go see Matson to smooth over some details of the Gojo deal, has another heart attack and passes away. <laughs> oh
1: God, okay.
0: So <laughs> they they kill off a major player like episode three of this season. And I have to say, like, this episode might go down as one of the greatest episodes of television ever created. Oh, yeah? Like, the way this episode went, uh, like, it's, it was phenomenal, Stephen. Like, I, I tell you, like, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. The acting all around, like, the way things were shot, it was just incredible. Um And um, just a, a masterpiece, like... I, I can't even <laughs> I, I can't even find words to describe it. Can't get um, over it, eh? like just exactly a, like, game changer. Like I want to rewatch the episode. <laughs> like th- <laughs> this episode was so good. Like it's it's kind of hard to put into words, but um it was phenomenal. Um, now this is obviously a major event because it creates a power vacuum at the top of the company. Um, so to kind of keep the stock price stable after his death. Um, They immediately kind of name Kendall and Roman co-CEOs to bring them to kind of move the company forward by sealing the Gojo deal. Um, Episode four kind of deals with the aftermath of Logan's death um, and like, as I just mentioned, naming co-CEOs. Episode five is like they do like a meet and greet in Norway between the Gojo team and the Waystar team. Um, it's essentially to, to like for each team to feel each other out to see how things are, you know, gonna go. Uh, we get to really see Matson who he is, um, and uh, so he, it's essentially for him to see who on the Waystar team he has interest in keeping post acquisition, and for each, uh, as I said earlier, for each team to kind of feel each other out. Um, so after this in-person meeting, uh, we, we really see a split in the children. Um, whereas like, up to that point, Shiv, Kendall, and Roman were kind of all on the same page. Um, what we really see here is Shiv feels like she's like essentially the third person in the Kendall and Roman team. Um, and she decides to, along with Tom, um, they make their play. By trying to say, um, you know, we're get they're trying to get on Mattson's side, essentially, stay on his good side. uh, And then Roman and Kendall at this point want to kill the deal so that they can keep control of the company. So to reiterate, Shiv and Tom are on Mattson's side. They want Mattson to buy the company and potentially name Shiv as CEO and roman and Kendall want to kill the deal to remain in power of their father's company. Any questions so far?
1: Yeah, I think I'm following. There's just a lot of characters here that I don't really know who they are, but I'm assuming, you know, uh the four you mentioned other than Mattson are the children, correct?
0: Yes, so Tom Shiv, Tom, Shiv, is, uh, and... Tom is uh Tom is Shiv's husband. Okay. And the um, roman, roman and Kendall are the two brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. Okay, As well. I mentioned earlier, <laughs> Connor is not really—he's the fourth brother, the fourth child—but he's not really uh, involved at this point. Exactly, he's okay. he's kind of off doing his own. He actually runs for president of the United States, and it, it fails miserably. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> so, episode six is the first board meeting uh, since the death of Logan, and the company must remain in good footing with Wall Street. And Kendall's goal essentially was to drive up the stock price of the company so that Matson would essentially have to back out of buying because he essentially he's trying to make it unaffordable at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, episode seven, as I just mentioned, is a pre-election party where they are essentially trying to feel out all the major political players prior to the election. Uh, Roman and Kendall kind of make a play to, uh, uh, to make a deal with certain presidential candidates uh, so that if their media company ATN uh, do a favorable coverage of them on election night, um, then that person who gets elected would essentially kill the Gojo deal, saying, citing like you know, like uh, you know, we don't want major tech companies, major foreign tech companies buying American companies, and you know, essentially just kabosh the deal. So. That's what they try to do. Um, episode eight is election night. And this is the episode where I showed you that scene of.
1: Okay, yeah, with, the, yeah. uh, with the lemon. The lemon with
0: the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> do I have. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> do I have wasabi in my eye? <laughs> Greg, get some water. <laughs> like, it's clear. <laughs> Greg, that's Lemon! Oh my god. It's one of the funniest <laughs> scenes. Like, it's such a serious episode and plays with such serious tones, but it's one of the most ridiculous scenes ever. Like, right in the middle like of a, that
1: episode. It doesn't even fit the tones of the I know. episode. Like, it felt, it felt like from a different show, eh? Like, when you showed me the clip, I was literally surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a drama show? <laughs> it's like serious content right now. It's oh, just being funny. Exactly. Um, So with that deal, I was previously mentioning being made by Roman and Kendall in the episode seven. um, Essentially, ATN is at the forefront of some controversial election call um, as they called a state prematurely to favor a candidate. Um, And that kind of goes a little bit wonky. Kendall is doubting whether or not he wants to do it and then word of Shiv's secret deal with Matson gets out to them and they essentially feel betrayed and Kendall says fuck it make the call <laughs> and that's that um really another really kind of intense episode and uh, funny as you as as you know um <laughs> episode 9 is Logan's funeral so you could kind of tell like, every episode is like a day after another. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like a
1: specific way. Yeah, like it's he's really remarkable the of, way they did this. He had been dead for what two days at this point, or is this the third day? Episode nine. Well, he,
0: he died in episode three. So oh
1: three, sorry, yeah. Uh, so
0: maybe maybe a week or something. Yeah.
1: Just so yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So like the way they really did the way they decided to do this was like really interesting. Um. So uh, as I said, Logan's funeral uh, is where we get a lot of like. A lot of characters come back from over the seasons. Obviously, it's, with a monumental death like that, we really get to see like everyone come out. We also get a last-minute deal between uh, Shiv and Mattson um, and the newly-elect president um, to push the deal through if an American CEO is named. And so, essentially, Kendall and Roman's deal that they made with him uh, is void at this point. Um, and it sounds like Matson will the, with the deal with, the, for the Gojo deal will, will essentially be approved. Um, so lastly, now we have the finale again, like every episode was just so good, but uh, like the twists and turns in this season were absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it was all essentially possible because they had the balls to kill off Logan early on. Right. Like, I was just mentioning about Ted Lasso, like some of the plot points not have, having a long, a lot of time to like sit and kind of simmer, but like they really did a really great job in succession. Um, and this season did not disappoint. Um, so lots of twists and turns in the finale. Um, essentially the deal, like it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion it's going to go through, but um Shiv thinks she essentially has a CEO locked in after assurance from Matson, And they have the votes to get the Gojo deal approved by the board. Um, Matson, however, we start to see that he's a little bit less sure about Shiv and starts looking around um, at p- new potential CEOs. Um, and essentially, he he picks Tom so he picks uh, Shiv's wife Shiv's wife jesus um uh, Shiv's husband obviously actually at times Tom could be considered Shiv's wife too so so <laughs> it was, it was an accurate accurate assessment um so when Shiv kind of finds this out they really she like feels completely betrayed um and decides to team back up with Roman and Kendall um They essentially, they decide that, okay, what's the best way forward? Um, Kendall will be named CEO if we can get the votes. Um, And uh, they come up with a whole plan, a whole strategy. You know, it's like, this is like half the episode, Stephen, where they're like, okay, we got this. We got this. They go up to the vote and they have the votes to kill the deal. And Shiv essentially changes her mind. And decides huh. to vote she like she votes it through. What a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she steps out of the room in a panic. Uh, all three siblings kinda have a fight in a boardroom. Like it's really like three children just yelling at each other in the boardroom. <laughs> what 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 was once their father's great company has essentially come down to his three children yelling at each other. <laughs> in a room next to where the like the biggest decision in the company's history, essentially. Um, so Shiv votes to deal through. The Roys no longer have control of their father's company. Tom is named CEO. And in the end, Logan was right in his assessment of his children by saying they are not serious people. Their demise essentially came by not gaining their father's trust years ago and continuing to backstab each other through the seasons oh my (laughs) yeah any thoughts through that all i can think is wow that is a roller coaster
1: especially with basically you know the backstabbing and then the changing of the minds and then going back and deciding to go with your original, you know plan um this actually feels like a very emotional set of episodes like i feel like as viewers you were probably hoping for it to go a specific way yeah i'm assuming it didn't go the way you probably were hoping uh right or were you hoping that they'd be able to you know maintain control of their father's company but you know does that make it necessarily a disappointing ending or do you think that was more of a creative choice that actually enhances uh how, how the finale feels
0: no i think it i think it went down probably exactly the way their father would have decided yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like as he's like, they were never serious people. They were always fucking just a bunch of dweebs, um, and <laughs> like they're just they're not good people. They don't deserve anything. They didn't work for anything ever in their lives. Um, whereas Tom, being the weasel he is, <laughs> um, essentially like. Like from this, from the start in season one, like you could tell, he was always pushing. It's kind of hard to to explain, but like he was always there in the background, putting in the effort. Um, and uh, he essentially like in in season one, he was willing to go to prison for the company. So he kind of earned it in the end. Like you, you realize exactly. this it, it was meant to be exactly and obviously as I mentioned like earlier too like at the end of season three he betrayed Shiv and went with like on Logan's side to uh so that Logan could sell the company yeah so, so, in- so he was always a favorite of Logan's yeah and so felt- I felt like this would have been his, the decision that he would have made um even if like his three children wanted a part of it to finish off, I guess, like what the show does really well is obviously their character work. Um, they are just so well built out. Um, a lot of the characters I did not mention, uh cousin Greg, favorite of mine. Greg, that's lemon <laughs> Um, Jerry, Frank, Carl, Stewie, Sandy, Willa, Connor, obviously the the uh, the fourth child. Um, all are absolutely fantastic. Uh uh, Ewan as well, who is uh, cousin Greg's uh, grandpa. All are absolutely fantastic characters. Um, and at the end of this show, obviously, the last shot of the show is Kendall, essentially just feeling crushed. Um, so he essentially... Um, his father promised him the company when he was younger, and now he literally doesn't know what to do himself with himself. I mean, he's a fucking billionaire, but like all he knew in his life was this company and it's over. (laughs) Um, Roman seemed mostly at peace with what occurred and Shiv essentially sealed her fate by voting for the deal. Um, So she essentially realized like she was never going to have a seat at the table. And so she had to choose between the lesser of two evils, I guess in this case. Um, And for her, I guess that was being at Tom's side while he takes over as the new CEO Um, And she's essentially just repeating the cycle um, and will become like what her mother was, (laughs) which is which is not involved in the company whatsoever, raising their children um, while Tom is is just running the company. Um, This show has been one of the best dramas on TV for the past five years. Um, And uh, in my opinion, it's probably one of the best shows ever created. Um, What Jesse Armstrong created has been absolutely incredible to watch. It's been fun to watch the banter of the siblings. Uh, Logan says fuck you a lot. So to anyone and everyone he can because he's a rich old white guy. So he can do whatever whatever he (laughs) wants. Exactly. Um, So this show, while being a drama, also has a knack for having some very humorous scenes uh, as you know. Um, And uh, it's either through like extremely funny character exchanges, uh, chirping, um, even how ridiculous some, some of the characters are at times like Tom and cousin Greg, like have some ridiculous scenes where they call themselves like the disgusting brothers. So ridiculous. Um, so I will miss these characters. I will miss this world. And I will absolutely miss the banger theme song that goes at the beginning of this show. Um, HBO never seems to miss, um, and this show should be up and win. Really, like as much as I want, Better Call Saul to win Emmys in its last run. Like I think, honestly, this show has sealed, sealed it. So, oh, so it's that's unfortunate. Big. Um, yeah, I mean, every time this show has gone up against Better Call Saul, it's it's won. So, um, it is what it is. It's a very good show, and it's very deserving. So, uh, it's not like uh, you know, it's not like it's some chump show winning over Better Call Saul.
1: Oh, exactly. It's two, it's two kings uh, fighting over uh, the top prize, which, you know, made the best one win. Uh, so how, you would would you rate this as one of your favorite shows ever?
0: It probably is. I probably need more time to think about that, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, you know, uh, it's soaking a little, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, like like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul are up there. Um, Game of Thrones, even with like a, a very down past two seasons, um, that's probably the only thing that really, Leaves yeah, it I, leaves I it lower, okay. um, but but yeah, no, I would have to think about other shows to match with you, but um, but yeah, and I would probably separate comedies and and well, dramas. I, yeah, but... Exactly, that's it's a little unfair. Yeah. So. And no. there's a there's a lot of really good dramas I haven't watched either, like like the Sopranos or the Wire or shows yeah, like that. So. So yeah, is this something that you you think you would want to watch
1: at some point? I don't think this one's for me. I think of the three we just reviewed, I think in order, I think I'd watch Ted Lasso first, then Barry, and then this if I had to put them in order.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, this this is, is these are like.
1: I don't think necessarily this one is succession. Uh, I think that's one like I don't, like, I'm sure it's an amazing show. I just, you know, for me, I think, you know, the business stuff, you know, I just don't know if that's necessarily something I want to watch. That is totally fair, my guy.
0: Totally fair. Um, and it's like, it's like 40 to 50 minute episodes of just like yeah, of business course. talk and re- ridiculous yeah. characters talking to each other about business concepts and shit like that. So,
1: so much. i don't happening. blame you. So, but as long as it's a good show and people who enjoy that stuff enjoyed it, then that's good.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to
1: bring up? No, I think that's about it for me.
0: All right. So that's a lot of talking for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> good job, Thank you. I tried. I think I was... Uh... Maybe I went too deep there with succession describing Con- every episode. Considering
1: but, uh, I, I don't know any of these shows though, I, I understood what was going on in, in these discussions. So I, I think you did a pretty uh, bang up job nailing uh, what happened here for me to understand. And for, you know, people who maybe haven't watched it, but wanted to know, you know, I think, I think you did a good job.
0: Thanks man. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of the movie multiverse podcast. Uh, as mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, Steven and I will be watching uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse tomorrow so next week we will have our review for that movie and uh, we are both very excited to get into that so thanks for listening and have a good week everyone That'll do it for this episode of the Movie Multiverse Podcast If you like this episode feel free to leave a 5 star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to You can also follow us on Twitter at movie multipod you can follow steven at your uncle steven and you can follow me at gab underscore here thanks for listening and we'll see you next time